Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, Transformers Animated Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And welcome to Jurassic Park. I just, uh, I like the, say the magic word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Blast from the Past. First aired January 12th, 2008. Uh, written by Kevin Hopps. This is his only, uh, the only episode he's ever written for Transformers. But he has written for a ton of other stuff. Uh, including, uh, hilariously, uh, what was this? Uh, Wayanhead, the cartoon based on Damon Wayans. Oh, wow. That's, That's a thing that existed. Okay. Yes, it was. You know, a ton of Disney stuff in here. Rescue Rangers, Gummy Bears. Oh, Gummy Bears. Uh, Hercules. Buzz Lightyear. And then he also wrote a ton of Young Justice. Hmm. Currently writes hmm. for Star Wars Rebels, so he's doing okay. Oh, yeah. Open with, sorry, taking the Autobots to Dino Drive, which is just Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not even like subtle about like they use a piece of music that's like three notes off of the Jurassic Park theme. Yes, it's cheap so knock-off good. Jurassic Park music. You think just it's cheap knock-off enough to be legally logo. distinct. <laughs> and we get it, Drive Park. Did it, dong dong. Did it, dong dong. We even get the Sam Park entrance. Yes. <laughs> we, we are one gold bloom away from a lawsuit. It's pretty great. I appreciate it. And, I mean, much like uh, Draft Park, uh, this park is doomed by a fat guy. <laughs> yeah. One who spent so much time trying to figure out if he could that he didn't stop and think about if he should install flamethrowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it is ruined by a hacker? Yeah. I mean, huh. by fat guys, most meaning both here. Who does it not via malice, but just by kind of being bad at everything. He's late, and then he destroys every car in the parking lot on his rush to get there. <laughs> he is not legal. Oh, and he runs over some of the Delicious Derby cars from last episode, because, hey, oh. let's reuse every design. Nice catch. Yay! And yeah, if last episode was... Bumblebee is too small. This episode is Bulkhead is too big. Yeah, and clumsy. Mostly clumsy. Stop size-shaming these guys, Transformers Animated. Seriously, it's not nice. It's not like he can lose weight. He's a robot. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, does that mean the next episode is going to be making fun of Ratchet's big gut? No, it's going to be (laughs) making fun of him for being old. Uh, Oh, yeah. And having PTSD. I mean, it's not really making fun of him for that, but. Anyway, yeah, so they get in there, Tudorbot starts, uh, giving them what is kind of the cartoon from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, they, they're definitely trying to animate it in that style instead of their own style. 
Well, hi there. I'm Mr. DNA. <laughs> I love that video so much. <laughs> we get in, we check this ever, and bingo, Dino DNA. Except in this case, it's not so much about how they made their crappy animatronic dinosaurs as just about dinosaurs in general. Yes. Yeah. And it's somewhat inaccurate because fossil fuels are not actually made of dinosaurs. And most dinosaurs didn't end up in tar pits. That was more of a mammal thing in the Ice Age. And most 50 of these years dinos- in the future, air cars being powered by fossil fuels. And most of these dinosaurs aren't from the Jurassic. You because suck, the oil. It's still Detroit. Because of the oil lobby. <laughs> yeah, because wait a minute. Um, yeah, T-Rex is Cretaceous? Cretaceous. The Triceratops is Cretaceous. And the Pteranodon. I'm pretty oh, sure that's Cretaceous. Oh, yeah. Stegosaur was... Stegosaur was Jurassic. So, yeah, so pretty much everything about that is wrong. Oh, Tudor So, is this a Tudor bot specifically for this park? Or does Sari's Tudor bot just have a program for visiting this park and also doing a surprising amount of self-promotion? <laughs> it's it's very of itself, so I assume it's just her Tudor bot. I mean, maybe this is a commercial model, so, you know, he's mass producing these things and they're, you know, telling everybody, you know, your friends gotta get a tutor bot. <laughs> but presumably, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, how you can set your phone to do things when you get to certain locations. So they're hitting like the, the dino drive hotspot and it's, uh, you know, triggering its dino drive, uh, knowledge. Yeah. Yes. Program. Because, Macro. Because this place is also owned by some deck. As we find out. For some reason, even though these are some seriously crappy animatronic dinosaurs. Yes, maybe no feathers like, on them anywhere. Maybe it's like the factory that he just got it from something and forgot that it exists. <laughs> yeah, no, I just bought it from this uh, this John Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> the robots broke down and started eating the tourists. <laughs> Oops. Maybe he literally just bought Universal Studios Detroit. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're all you know pr- they are pretty amazed by these kind of crummy robot dinosaurs, especially Bulkhead, and he tries to get the Pteranodon to fly, which just breaks it, and then also breaks a Triceratops and a Tyrannosaurus. Good job. And also crushes Tudorbot. <laughs> so good job. Well, beheads Tudorbot. Yes. So they kind of have to take everything back to Sumdac so he can fix them. Hey, guess who's back? It's Megatron. Yay! Not just back, he speaks. Yes, well, yeah, so he's he's poking through Tudorbot's head, and he sees, oh, dinosaurs. Pretty cool. Maybe I can make dinosaurs. Dinobots? I thought you were supposed to make dinosaurs. (laughs) Everybody hates you, Huffer. (laughs) They do. They do hate him. So, yeah, and this is the point where Megatron reveals to some deck that he's awake, but, pre- but plays innocent, uh, pretending that he is uh, an Autobot and that uh, he was damaged. But, you know, he's it's kind of ashamed that he's like just a head. So he'd, uh, he'd like to wait until he can get a new body to reveal his presence to them. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh... I love how he manipulates some back into going along with this, too. Yes. 
Also, this was- just reminded me of Bob Budiansky's story about how, uh, I guess Hasbro, I think, or Marvel told him that the name Megatron was too scary. And he was like, well, it's our main villain. And they were like, good point. So does he really think that Megatron is the name of one of their their heroic Autobot allies? And he's really got to hope that at no point the, this, the Autobots ever mention Megatron. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's playing on a lot of chance and, and Sumdex's massive gullibility. Yes, but luckily he's pretty massively gullible. This was something that I was thinking about, is that you get, and and it ties a little back into Black Arachnia, but I really feel like that was working as intended, because, you know, Megatron would often know she was lying and just kind of go along with it. But you have the, the thing where, especially with the voice acting, they're acting like you can tell they're lying, because they're trying to communicate that to the audience. But the other people in the setting don't pick up on it. But presumably it's not necessarily that that character is a bad liar. It's that they're trying to, you know, communicate to the audience that that they are lying. So that that's what made that's what this made me think a lot about. Yeah. Yes. Because Megatron is kind of balanced because he's not doing his normal menacing voice. It's it's a little lighter and which does kind of sound like he's lying, but it's. Different enough that it's like, oh no, I, 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 we have to wait until I have a body again. Yes. Then I will curse the Autobots. Then I will see the Autobots. <laughs> I will visit I, them. We will have tea. I like his, like, half-truth non-lies too, where he gives a answer that's technically true, but is letting <laughs> some deck just assume exactly the wrong implication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And does he actually identify himself by name? I think he does call himself Megatron. Maybe. Eh. Well, yes, because I think because yes, because Sumdak refers to him as Megatron later in the episode. Mm. <laughs> the early so he starts to and then catches himself. It's a uh, my assistant. Whether whether or not he introduces himself explicitly in this scene, it it does happen at some point. Mm. So he so yeah, he convinces that he convinces Sumdak to help him let him fix these uh these these dinosaur robots. Yeah, so Sumdak makes a Fausttron bargain. <laughs> well he thinks this guy's just helping him out. He doesn't quite realize that he's uh, selling his soul here. Yeah. And Which but of course, actually that uh that reminded me of the end of 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 Transform and Rollout when you know he's talking about like oh if a the the Autobots can never know about where all this stuff has come from. And at first I thought that was because he realized that this horrible enemy that they've been, you know, fighting is this thing he's got in his lab. But now I, I realized that it was just because he realized that what he was doing by Cybertronian standards was really fucked up. Yes. Because, I mean, come on, that's kind of body yeah. horror he's got going on here. So he, you know, thought that he he didn't want them to learn that he had done this to one of their people. It would be and like not if just... you stumbled on a Transformer inventor who had, like, a bunch of human organs in his lab. Yeah, 
Yeah, and you wouldn't want them to know that regardless of any personal relationship they might have had with those humans. I mean, yes. I can totally see Brainstorm doing that. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. These guys are all jerks. <laughs> he would. He would. They were mostly dead when I found them. Uh, they are just lying there in the ground. What else was I supposed to do with them? Yeah. They were just going to waste. <laughs> Gonna waste organic parts. How often do you even get those? Uh, yeah, they don't just grow actually, trees. They grow in the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he's actually planning to use these as prototypes for his for future drone army. Dun, dun. Which is something that I don't think ever really comes up again, but. Sadly, no. Anyway. He does little but, things here and there, but doesn't mention specifically a drone dinosaur army. He, he just downloaded Phantom Menace, and he was hoping it would work out. <laughs> <laughs> now considered a cinematic classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Uh. Uh. So yeah, back at back at Casa Ada, uh, Prowl is trying to teach Bulkhead ninja techniques. <laughs> this goes badly. Seems oh. yeah. Like, what did you expect? Really? I mean, he's not even if we. He's not built for that. He has short limbs and a big stocky body, and his he would not be able to be that kind of limber and have that kind of balance. It's just it's not going to happen. No, I was no teach him sumo. Yeah. I was very surprised at the restraint they showed after they said he needed to be a gentle wind. <laughs> <laughs> That they didn't go with him being uh, a breaking wind. Yes. <laughs> mm. yeah. Because, yeah, he just falls on Prowl, on Prowl. him. Knocking him unconscious, apparently. Yeah. We, He's very we, heavy. Prowl is get, very small. Sure. We get a POV shot of Prowl waking back up after he's been knocked out. <laughs> and it's, it's a weirdly analog video effect. It's like a tube TV turning back on. Yeah. In fact, it's kind of like the POV shots from Robocop. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. This entire series is actually just a big Robocop reference. I love this guy. (laughs) So it's in Detroit. R.I.P. Miguel Ferrer. (laughs) Bob Morton made a mistake. Now I've got to correct that mistake. So, yeah, this they need to take him somewhere where he can break fewer things. So they take him to an island in Lake Erie that absolutely does not Which, exist. Yeah, I was going to ask. There aren't islands in Erie, are there? I mean, there are islands, but not giant volcano islands. Or well, It's not... Re- it's like a big... It does kind of look like a volcanic crater, but it's like it wouldn't be. Like, it's just... It's a weird-shaped well, island. You never be... know. A volcano could emerge there sometime over the 50 years. Like, they need so... a Dinobot Island. There's going to be a Dinobot Island. It's just, it's going to be Dinobot Island. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, there are a bunch of small islands in, like, area. I've been to Peely Island, which is very nice. It does not have any Dinobots on it. It's, it's a, mostly a bunch of wineries. Looking online, it looks like all the islands in Erie are just very, very flat. Yes. Well, everything around here is very, very flat. I've heard that there's an island in the river along, you know, the the Detroit border that has, like, an abandoned theme park. 
Oh, uh, Boblo Island. Yes, yes. That would have been pretty cool. It wouldn't have been the appropriate G1 reference, but it would have been pretty cool. I yeah, mean, it would have been uh, a new reference. Yeah, that's on Bois Blanc Island. That's technically on the Detroit River, not in Lake uh-huh. Erie. Well, yes. And then, of course, you want also... jokers. That's how you get jokers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's Zug Island, which is oh. in the uh, the River Rouge. Zug. Oh. It's kind of just a big pile of garbage, and it, they're a bunch of, like old oh. steel mills there and stuff. Ow. That's also kinda... produces the uh, Zug Island hum, which is a Weird hum perceptible to certain Michigan residents. Oh. <laughs> oh, so it's a, uh, like. And weird. I think it's oh. supposed to, uh, the climax of Robocop when they're in like that big old steel mill and dump and stuff. That's supposed to be Zug Island. So they drove to an island. I never got that impression from the movie yeah. that he crossed a bridge. To get I mean, to that movie was filmed in, mostly in Dallas, so it's Detroit geography is a tish off. Just <laughs> a little. <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, blast from the past. So, yeah, they go to this island, and it just, Bulkhead just knocks over a bunch of trees. And they start a weird running gag that doesn't really have a strong payoff. Uh, which one was that? Uh... Prowl tells Bulkhead to, as the first step in doing ninja things, to assess the situation. Oh, yes. Every oh, time right, Bulkhead man. says it, it's access the situation. Yes. Oh, yeah, that... Yeah, I... I Why? I think... I mean, if he'd said something different every time, it might be a joke, but getting it wrong the same way every time is not a joke. I mean, it yeah. was... It, I, it would have been a better joke if it had actually meant anything of any significance. Or if it had, like, you know, like, in some way affected his behavior. It almost comes across as just Bill Fagerbach. He doesn't know how to pronounce the word says. Aww. It's like how some people pronounce the word ask as axe. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Oh. Why? Why oh, would you do that? I don't understand why you people pronounce schedule as schedule. Because. <laughs> Admittedly, there's no K, but schedule just sounds wrong. And don't it's get like me started on lieutenant. <laughs> what? No, lieutenant is completely wrong. <laughs> it's not the word. It's not the word at all. Uh, a schedule sounds like a type of porta potty or outhouse. <laughs> Ben Stasis Pod, the the language and Robocop podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they these the the Dinobots are finished. They uh, reveal them to uh, the Autobots and the press, which apparently and which includes Porter C. Powell. Yep, he's hanging out. Hanging out. He has returned. That's right. He's gonna turn up. Jeez, it's good. Gonna be a couple, maybe not until next season. He's gonna be actually have another speaking role. Huh. He will be in the background a lot. Yes, he will. Yeah, apparently he doesn't show up again until uh, next season with the Elite Guard. Ooh. Episode seventeen. So wow. sorry, Order C Powell fanatics. <laughs> Both of you. 
We'll spot them again because they, when they have a character model, they use it. This is true. So, yeah, they, they show them off. Everybody's very impressed. And uh, then Megatron takes control of them, and they go on a rampage. Somebody shut off the fences. <laughs> like, may, maybe your destructive rampage is a little premature here, Megatron. Like, yes, you want to test them out, but, like, immediately after they're installed? Yes. Well, that's when there's the most civilians to kill. That's yeah. right. I mean, Otherwise, he's just a bunch of bored tourists. He's clearly not a very patient guy. I mean, he yeah. does all of his stuff. Is like, I am going to immediately do this plan. Yes. Also, I appreciate that the T-Rex has proper posture. Yes. These are the yeah. most accurate dinosaurs we have yet seen on Transformers. <laughs> yes. Also, I love that some deck names them Dinobots himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else would you call them? Dinotrons? Sorotrons? Dinosaurs with a Z? No! <laughs> no, no. Not that. Dino saucers. <laughs> Robosaurs. It's too many, too many dinosaur based things. Yeah, Swords. so the so bulkhead <laughs> tries to, you know, find his still point, but instead that mostly just means him being totally still while everybody else gets their kick out of Yes, he's just standing there. <laughs> Repeating his mantra and not actually doing anything. And then he also falls on, on Prowl. Yes. Yep. And Prowl deserves it. Fanzone once again shows his love for high ordinance. I like that he just brought this. <laughs> yeah, like, why does he have a bazooka? I mean, <laughs> just, this is, oh, and this, wait, this brings about, no. He keeps it in the trunk of his little rusty <laughs> car. <laughs> and they blow up his car, so he feels entirely justified. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Or wait, no, did, no, don't they blow it up later? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, Bumblebee and Ratchet decide to let our powers combine, uh, use their electricity and magnetism to create an electromagnetic pulse, because that's, that's how electromagnetic pulses work, right? <laughs> that's how science works. Electro plus magnetic equals electromagnetic. No. Yeah. That, that's science. <laughs> no, that's... Well, presumably, Ratchet's already is electromagnetic, because it's not always working, so he flips them out and charges them up, so that's electromagnetic. It's a magnet powered by electricity. Already electromagnetic. I'll be shooting electricity at it doesn't make it more electro... Like, if he was... If Bumblebee's electricity was supercharging Ratchet, okay, maybe that would be more electromagnetic, but... What he's doing? No, oh, there's so much bad science. It's a combo episode. move. It's it's their fastball special. <laughs> what? No, I think that would be when Bulkhead throws anybody else. I have to, that. I guess that does happen at some point. I think. Yeah. And the- anyway, so sorry decides to uh, contribute to this by adding in magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's make this situation more complicated. The key starts glowing and floating in the air and trying to move toward Bumblebee, and Sari says, whoa, this is new, even though it's not, it's literally not. Weren't you paying attention in previous episodes, Sorry. I mean, she's like eight, so kind of no. Yeah, she had other things to do. And then life finds a way. (laughs) I knew I should have programmed these with frog DNA. (laughs) 
needs more Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, this uh, this this Terminators these uh, these dinosaur robots, and they get their fake flesh blown off. So there's a bunch of robot dinosaurs, and they're of course and like like Grimlock's head completely changes from a T Rex to um the. <laughs> 1989 Godzilla. I was gonna say it looks like a steam shovel. Yeah. It's yeah. Lovely. Which is just kind of the same. So you should belong to Mike Mulligan. Oh, 1990. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Nephews. And so yeah, this uh, this shuts these things down. They get taken back in for repairs because some deck is pretty uh, pretty puzzled with this whole thing. Did they use the flamethrowers in this one or not until the next one? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because they, they have to learn it first. Yeah, so Megatron thinks that the Allspire Key must have sent something Cybertronian about the Dinobots. And he's, he's lamenting that uh, the primitive materials available on this planet are useless. It will take countless solar cycles to create attack drones capable of my needs. And without more substantial robotics for my own pro- body, my prospects are grim, locked in this prison of a lab. <laughs> grim, That's convenient. Lock. Yeah, Grimlock starts talking. This dinosaur starts talking, and he takes the name Grimlock. Yes. I, I, that's the most forced way to get his name, but I don't that's know how sad. else you would get his awesome and stupid name. I, I kind of love it. It's contrived, but it's contrived in a way that knows it's contrived and doesn't care. Yes. And uh, yes, awesome. that is that is David Kay voicing another uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Hey. I spent the entire episode trying to place it and just. Not being able to until the credits. Whoa! I keep forgetting David K has range. Yeah, I didn't bother <laughs> to look and yeah. didn't think about it. Oh, and apparently it is specifically uh, David K doing Phil Hartman Frankenstein monster from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Fire bad. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah, I miss him. Oh, terrible. He was unfrozen caveman lawyer too, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. So yeah, they they awaken. They are they are apparently now sapient, and that they now have sparks of their own. So yeah, Grimlock declares himself the Dinobot leader. The other two do not get names here. Uh, I believe or lines Swoop never gets named. No, uh, swooping the pterodactyl and the and the Triceratops is eventually Snarl because they couldn't use the name Slag anymore. Because it's, it's an insult? It is basically the English word for slut. Or the yeah. British word for slut. Or skank. Uh, that, yeah. That's just, uh, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just more confused about how the British ended up with that term. Oh, I don't know. know. Ash, Obviously a loose Arctic woman monkeys. is like a pile of molten metal. I just know that there's this Arctic sure. Monkeys song that, you know, that's part of the, the like... I think actually chorus is something about the girls is slag. It's just weird. It it, it just complicates things because it was always easy to remember which one was slag because he was the one in G1 who would melt things with fire. Yes, but now they all melt things with fire. Yeah, and and he's snarl, so snarl isn't snarl. And, uh, yeah, I just I can't <sighs> remember Dinobot names anymore. I can't keep them straight. I'm and I've got new ones. There's Grimlock and guys who begin with S yes. who hang out with Swoop. Yes. Well, well, now Swoop is um, straight. Oh, right. Shit, I forgot about that. They changed it. To, uh, 
nothing makes sense anymore. I believe the tri- the triceratops or the I think the triceratops is now slug. Uh huh. As in like punching a guy, not as in like the thing that you find on your lettuce. Well, okay, but I then mean, that's too close to sludge. And uh, the but sludge well, probably sludge, sludge is anymore. slug. Uh-huh. But Slog is a monster bot who <laughs> makes art out of people's corpses. And Strafe is a technobot. Well, he's now a two-headed uh, pterodactyl thing. I mean, he did have the two-gun thing going. Yeah, and then there's, um, I believe the Velociraptor is Slash. I guess that makes sense. And the uh, Spinosaur, who is a totally new Dinobot, is uh, Scorn. He's a big fan of uh, Natalie Ruglia. <laughs> oh, Alright, so. But these Dinobots are not listening to Megatron. He, uh, he declares well, they're that they're leaders. Yeah. They're not obeying his psychic command shit anymore, but they are listening but, to whatever stupid things he yes. tells them. So Tutorbot turns on, and he uh, does his whole spiel about fossil fuels. Which then convinces Grimlock that cars and trucks eat dinosaurs. <laughs> which means that cars and trucks, bad. But, so but Megatron's all, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the ticket. Uh, so, and the only thing worse than cars and trucks are cars that turn into robots. Yeah, so, so, the lesson here is cars and trucks bad, car robots worse. To say that that's a little harsh towards car robots. I mean, it yeah. wasn't the best show, but it mattered, John. <laughs> and the toys were decent. Oh man, Megatron tried to transform Sideburn. Uh, yeah. yeah, that could lead anyone to go into a rage, I guess. That's right. <laughs> Bad. All right, so they uh, they start breathing fire. And they're just smashing a bunch of cars, much like the man from Mars. Oh. Yeah, well, first they first they burn Tudorbot, then they go outside and, oh, look, we're conveniently near an ramp. Let's smack, wreck some cars. That's right. They're going out at night and eating cars. <laughs> so Cadillacs, I... Lincolns 2, Mercury's, and Subarus. And they don't stop. They keep on eating cars. Wait, is does that mean is this tied into the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs universe now? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh no, no. I I like that when uh when Fanzone shows up to the scene here, he gets out of his car and, and asks how bad is it specifically through his bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets an answer rather quickly because a car smashes into his bumblebee looking car. Then he gets out the rocket launcher. Yes. yes. Yay. But then Carl just somewhere. eats the missile. <laughs> Oops. Which prompts, uh, this is why I hate machines, number five. That's right. Yay. Which I think I missed the second one last episode. Clever girl. Also, didn't Sundak think the flamethrowers built into the robots who was sending slightly <laughs> suspicious? It's gonna yeah, come up here. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. It's kind of going to. You're gonna need like an ignition and and the fuel for that. Like, how did Sumdac miss that? I mean, is the fuel the same as the fuel that just powers them? Maybe or the hydraulic fuel. 
Still, like, why? Okay, we're pumping extra hydraulic fuel to the mouth. Oh, and there's a convenient lighter here. Why? Sumdak is so gullible. Yep. Also, if they were using hydraulic, the hydraulic fluid to power the flamethrowers, the more they shot fire, the less they'd be able to move. I don't know. (laughs) It's a pressurized (laughs) system. Try not to think about it too much. And then Megatron, while he's watching them go on the rampage, says he'll create an army of them. And just, how, Megatron? Are you going to get, like, once you have your body back, are you going to steal the key? And Bumblebee's arms and Ratchet's arms? So that you can give them life, too? I mean, he might. That kind of seems like the thing he'd do. I don't know if he was implying giving them life at that point, just like having an army of these Forms would be... I mean, presumably he does want to steal the Allspark. Sure. Well, yes. So yeah, the Autobots get there, and Bulkhead actually has a good idea. Yeah. (gasps) Which everybody is shocked by. It's so cute how proud he is of getting a moment of acknowledgement and appreciation from Optimus. Yes. (laughs) And Bumblebee's snark after that is just amazing. Well, because I think he was just a surprise too, kind of. Like, well, oh, what, what does Prime say? Like, good idea, bulkhead. Yeah, and and bulkhead's like, he said, good idea. And bulkhead. <laughs> and bulkhead. Yeah, it's like. So yeah, they they do they do lure them to this park. Grimlock is of course enraged because car robots bad. Yeah, I mean, Kai stuff was kind of creepy sometimes, but. <laughs> I, I like that they they note that they they learned to talk when actually, as it turns out, they are the Larry, Daryl, and Daryl of Transformers. Yes. <laughs> Come on, we can't chill out on too many voice actors. No. So, alas, only Grimlock gets to talk. So even though they managed to lure them to this park, uh, Bucket is still doing his ninja thing, and it's not, it's not going well. So Prowl finally tells him, don't be like me, be like you. Aww. And so Bulkhead just kicks, snarl, and swoops asses. <laughs> and I love that part of doing what he does involves apologizing for it afterwards. Yes. <laughs> Only he's happy about apologizing now. Yeah, yeah, so Sundak that. and Megatron are just uh, watching this, and uh, Sundak's all, uh, so, uh, fire breath. Uh, I don't think I put that in there, Megatron. <laughs> Where did that come from? And Megatron's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm terribly embarrassed. I really wanted to build myself a body, so I just put in some stuff into these, uh, into these Dinobots. Yeah, let's see if it would work. Yes. It's... It's just so weird that the giant talking head of Megatron, the most evil Decepticon, manages to be demure. Yes. <laughs> I, I love About flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I blame myself. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, no, no, it's okay. It's not all your fault. Oh, Corey Burton is a delight on the show. Yes. He is. I also love that we got more of Optimus fighting fire with fire retardant foam. Yes. And even though Bulkhead knocks down Snarl and Swoop, they just get right back up and start breathing flame next to Grimlock, who's melting a chunk of metal that Ratchet 
pulled up out of the ground under the grass? Yeah, I'm not sure what the... Why is there... Why is there, like, a, a battleship bulkhead underneath the grass? That's you a good know. question. But eventually they end up melting a parking lot as well. And, of course, Optimus remembers, hey, tar pits. And so they do... And so Bulkhead tosses all the Dinobots to this molten parking lot, which is kind of a tar pit. Oh, oh, that was a parking lot? I thought it was liquid already. I think it's... And I think it's... It's got to be a parking... No, it was a parking lot that was melted. That makes way more sense than what I was just assuming were the local Detroit tar pits. Yeah, yeah there are <laughs> no tar pits. California has them. L.A. has them. Yeah. When I first noticed it, I thought it was like it was a pond because it was already liquid by the time I noticed it. I didn't pay attention that it was supposed to be a parking lot. That wasn't entirely conveyed. I guess instead of the uh, La Brea tar pits, those would be the La Salle tar pits. (laughs) No. No Detroit jokes. Uh, (laughs) Ah. It's a town in uh, very close to Detroit over the Canadian border. Oh. Anyway, so, yeah, they get stuck in this tar, and Professor Sumdak says, you know, I'm just going to, okay, enough of this. I'm just going to melt this, these down. They suck. I am, I am done with dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to make Dinobots. <laughs> <sighs> no one likes you, Hover. Just no one likes you. <laughs> and so, yeah, Prime says, yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. But uh, Prowl thinks that, uh, you know, they, they maybe have minds of their own. But everybody's all, you know, Prowl, you're crazy. <laughs> and we're not going to bother to check or anything. Yeah, they're awful yeah, dismissive. I mean, given what we've seen of Sari's key so far, given that it's given power by the AllSpark, you would think it would be not that unreasonable to think that perhaps these might be living creatures now. Yes. I mean, like, Prime's argument uh, is kind of less, I don't think it's worth considering whether or not they're alive, and more just, it, if they're alive, they're still really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's more just, eh, safer to just off them anyway, but. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, Prowl takes matters into his own hands, because the next morning, uh, the Dinobots are gone. And we are back on the deserted island, which I think we're going to call Dinobot Island, which I think eventually call they call. Yeah. Well, you know, because G1. And it is apparently named, it is apparently called uh, North Sister Island properly, mm-hmm. which is based on West Sister Island, which is an actual island in Lake Erie, uh, but obviously does not have a giant volcano on it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? It's actually a... Uh, it's a wildlife refuge, and uh, a refuge. Ref- okay, we're back to pronunciations <laughs> again. No, I just mispronounced that. Okay, and then they also a bootleggers used it uh, during prohibition, and I think they speculated that Jimmy Hoffa might have been dumped there. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Hoffa might be everywhere. Well, that's true. I mean, specifically, he was uh, he was abducted in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess it's a little more likely than any, on, underneath any baseball stadium. Yeah, I, I, because Tiger Stadium was already there. Hmm. So yeah, they, they take them there, and, uh, they're just gonna be in this, uh, and they've done this with Bulkhead's assistance. So these two have their, their own little secret dinosaurs here. Yeah. Yeah, which, 
okay, okay, I'll buy that Bulkhead and Prowl could break them out of the, the hardened tar behind the force field, that someday I could stuck them in. How did they, A, convince them to go with them, and B, get them on a boat to the island? Yeah, I guess they stole a boat. Yeah. You know, like a barge or something, you would have to assume. <laughs> or just made them walk there under the water? And I mean, uh, can you see a boat that's off at the island? We do, but it's the same boat that's docked there both times they're at the island. Maybe so they either... took that with the last time. They yes. just got a boat. <laughs> totally yeah, maybe, maybe that's just a boat that some deck picked up in a merger somewhere that Sari knows about and nobody else does. <laughs> yes. You know. And she's got like a whole blacklist of uh secret stuff he owns. Yeah. Uh yeah, and uh, from uh, Prying Eyes, Prowl pulls out a hologram projector, much like uh, that thing they pull out of Perceptor in the Najika. Ooh. Is that matter? They twister. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It did not actually contain, like, his entire brain, like was apparently the case with Perceptor. No, they don't plug it into a geisha. Uh, but they should. You just set it there, and okay, the force field will keep people from noticing the Dinobots are there, although it makes the island different from what it would have looked like a day ago, because it's higher and has more trees, and, like, wouldn't a force field be a good idea to keep them in there? Especially Swoop, who can just fly out? I guess I'm doing my nose birds smacking into it. For <laughs> all those, I don't know, bisected bears uh, on the one side of it. Maybe. Hey, we got that. We got half a deer here. Oh, uh, not great. Not great. So yeah, they they take off. Grimlock decides that cars and trucks bad, but nature good. And then he gets pooped on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he tells the birds to come back and fight like Dinobots. Yeah, nature's stupid. Back and fight. And, and then, then he they will not. So he gets angry enough that he transforms and then pulls out a flaming sword. His wow. sword is on fire. Your argument is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> and strikes a nice pose, like he just pulled it out of the uh, rock in the looks ground. Like, looks like a Frank Frazetta cover. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And the other Dinobots watch, impressed. They do not get to transform this episode. No. no. Him, Dinobot, right? Why is King of England? <laughs> uh, and so that is Blast from the Past Oh, I have another one The LeBaron okay. Tar Pits Oh, that's very good <laughs> Chrysler LeBaron? Yes Yes. Oh. Chevy Nova? <laughs> uh, so yeah, this uh, this one This actually does advance our uh, our Plot a little And it's kind of the first time that we see Megatron as a force that'll not only sort of manipulate things behind the scenes, but also introduce and empower new characters. Yeah. yeah. Which we will see more of, and he's doing it to ultimately sort of test, you know, test the waters for what he's going to do with, with his own self. Yes. He's seeing what the limitations of resources. Actually, I... uh I did appreciate that at the end he was talking about how they they were about how the the Earth technology was was prehistoric. It's like, was, is that because it's it's made of naturally occurring all these gears? 
<laughs> it's back at that level from back when they were made of naturally occurring pulleys and gears. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that is it for Blast from the Past. It, it's it's a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy the Dinobots. I, I'm kind of okay with the fact that only one of them speaks. Yeah. If you're going to have any characters in, in a Transformer spirit series not speak, Dinobots are a good choice. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not the brightest. And then I get to make new heart references that I don't even know if people get anymore <laughs> because I'm Which, old. It just makes me think, okay, in that analogy, who's Bob Newhart? Is it Metron? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, man, he's going to wake up next to Starscream. Ah, uh, uh, uh. Also, that's so, that one guy who was in Blade Runner and then also in that Batman episode. Yes. Oh, what's, yeah. what is his name? William Sanderson. Yes. He's also in uh, Deadwood. Oh, is he? Oh. That's cool. He, I mean, he is in a ton of stuff, and I always get him confused with that guy who played Bob the Goon in Batman. Uh, oh, they're not the same guy? They are not the same guy. They look so similar. Uh, apparently they're constantly getting mistaken for each other. Like, people will stop William Sanders and love him in Batman. <laughs> oh, and he's also in a super creepy uh, early episode of uh, X-Files, where he's like a guy who's super afraid of blood, and oh. digital displays keep telling him to kill. Yeah, I think I I remember him being in a thing. Hmm. So yeah, William Sanderson, he's great. Somehow has not been on Transformers. Huh. Hmm. Though that episode of, uh, of Batman did have, uh, the, the, uh, the name of the company making the robots was Cybertron. So. Yes. And the follow episode, uh, where that robot Batman is running around, mm-hmm. written by Bob Skier and Mighty Eisenberg. Ooh. Oh. Huh. So it's, you know, there, there are links there. But no, he hasn't been in any Transformers yet, but he should be because he's really cool. But speaking of people who were in Transformers and are super cool, we've got our second uh, special guest star coming up in our next episode, Thrill the Hunt. And he's not bad for a human. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> speaking of really cool actors who I like a lot because of early, you know, sci-fi things that they did. So, uh, yes, that is Thrill the Hunt. So, until then, though, of course, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Twitter. And we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, where we also have a news podcast, Icon Underground Radio. Uh, We have a Patreon set up to help us offset our increasing costs and upgrade some of our equipment. That's at Patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. And you can find us on whatever uh, podcast provider you prefer, both on iTunes and on Google Play. And uh, wherever you get us, please rate and review us. And, of course, if you want to uh, let us know what you think, uh, write into the old Maxim mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. This is Unix. I know this. I'm Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. Clever girl. Oh, I can't think of better. I'm big. Hold on to your butts. <laughs>
Looking forward to that uh, that Thor movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I hope it means a maybe not in that movie, but in a subsequent movie where he meets uh, the Collector. <laughs> well, because they're both uh, elders of the universe. Yeah. And they could just overact at each other. Yes. So I don't know. You need to cast somebody else's. I don't know. The Stranger or I don't know. The Gardener. One of those guys. <laughs> Yeah. Cast a pro wrestler as the champion. Oh, I mean, they, it's too late to cast the best possible person for the role. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. 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 I mean, he kind of played it once. Oh yeah, yeah wrestler. Yeah. Right. That in uh, Dial M for Monkey, <laughs> <laughs> which was just a shameless adaptation of that uh, issue of uh, Marvel Team Up. Uh, Marvel two in one, yes, yes. Marvel two in one, Mike. But I, I love that it's just a straight up adaptation of that, but with Monkey in the place of Ben Grimm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what wrestler you would cast as the champion now. I mean, you could probably go with John Cena. I, I'm not sure if John, John Cena might be too on the nose in some ways, and I don't think he's over the top. I mean, he's cat, and I guess you'd paint it blue or something. Yeah. I think the problem is when he's acting, he's not playing to the type of a pro wrestler generally. No, that's true. Yeah, he's more, John Cena does comedy better. Yeah, he's more comedically dickish jock than he is pro wrestler. Yeah. So you need somebody with, um, maybe just the CGI Mick Foley? I mean, he can basically do a rock impression. So yeah, that's true. I mean, or of course you could get the actual rock if, uh... He doesn't have some sort of DC non-compete clause when he eventually plays Black Adam. Ooh. I don't think anybody does. I'm trying to think if anybody's been in a DC, uh, in a DC movie and a Marvel, like an MCU movie. There, there, I know there have been, but I, I there are guys who've done both TV shows. Oh, maybe. Because I know there's a guy on Arrow who's the same guy who played, uh, Dum Dum Dugan. Gary Chalk? No, not that dumb, dumb dude. Aww. No, not that one. Oh, because uh. Gary Chalk. Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that counts. 
Oh yeah. And exactly. James Marston. Oh yeah. And, and Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Oh. And Chris oh, Evans. Ryan Reynolds. Wait, what, was, what does he movie was Chris Evans in? Ryan Reynolds. Wait, what? I guess the losers kind of counts. Yeah. Oh, uh, that guy who played um, Killer Croc in Suicide Squad was also uh, Scourge in that second Thor movie. Oh. Oh, so he'd been two guys under so much makeup, I didn't realize who the hell it yes, was. he's not in a ton of makeup for the start of that Thor movie. He's just got funny eyes and, like, elf ears. Oh, right. oh I don't he, even remember. He's the one elf who's black. <laughs> and then, like, halfway through the movie, he turns into, like, a rock monster. I thought he turned into a different actor, to be honest. Well, I mean, I think it's, he's, like, mostly CG. He's probably doing, like, mocap. Oh. I don't know. I, I watched the movie once. I haven't bothered rewatch it, because... The weakest villain, which is such a shame because of Eshelston. He's good when you let him do shit. Yeah, I really wish he'd been hammier like he was in uh, G.I. Joe. Yeah. He's just too generic. He needed to be, I mean, if they had really played it like... Like actual Malekith. Yeah, he would have been way hammier. Yes. Because he would have been like an actual fucking elf. (laughs) So elf. So great. He should have been competing with Loki for campiness. Yes. <laughs> Scenery chewing. He didn't have bright colors at all. No. Oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, right. Two-Face himself. Well, and I guess now Michael Keaton. Hi. Oh, Michael Keaton. The Batman and the Vulture. Vengeance what Marvel is movie, looking at me. What Marvel movie is Tommy Lee Jones in? Uh, he's in First Captain America. He's like the, the general guy. Ooh. Yeah, he's the Cap Drill Instructor guy. Yeah, he's like, he's like oh. Boston uh, Steve Rogers Balls. Wow, I really need to rewatch that movie. It's a good movie. Like, that, is, it's that a is a movie. solid, it's Sunday afternoon, it's on TV. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah. Oh, if you consider V for Vendetta a DC movie, uh, Natalie Portman and Hugo Weaving. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, eh, that's only sorta. I don't think of anybody else from anybody from Watchmen's a Marvel movie. Nobody's coming to mind. Although apparently Patrick Wilson has a voice cameo as the president in Batman v Superman. I'm just going to assume that he's been Night Owl. <laughs> oh, that's great. I would love that. Okay, maybe this is meta, but back to the who would you cast as the champion? Mm-hmm. Ric Flair. Yeah, I think that works. Ooh. Although I assume somebody else is subbing in for him during action scenes because he's got to be like seven yeah. years old. Yeah. I mean, I can see him literally bringing his own wardrobe, and that would probably work. <laughs> <laughs> you say that as though he hasn't flogged on eBay at this point. Aww. Man is notoriously bad with money because he lived his gimmick. This is yeah. true. Uh, I don't know where my bag of bags is. He was a he was a kiss stealing son of a gun. Can't come on. Oh, Tim Robbins. What was Tim? Oh, Howard the Duck. Yep. Well, I guess that counts. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Say that so hesitantly. I I just watched that for the first time. It's uh, it's not <laughs> good. Surprise. Uh, no. But it it's so not good in such a Unusual way. I told oh, I mean, I'm about how I wanted to see it when it was new when I was a kid, <laughs> and my parents were like, "Oh, we'll go see it first. 
And and they were like, no, you you wouldn't really like it. And then, like, when I was in high school, I watched on, like, TBS at 2 in the morning. I was like, I would have loved this when I was 8. <laughs> <laughs> like, regardless what I thought of it then, I would have loved it when I was 8. Hmm. All right. Well, I think Lawrence Fishburne. Was Lawrence Fishburne in? The Fantastic Four movie that nobody saw compared to the other two that almost nobody saw. Lawrence Fishburne's in? Oh, right, he is. He's the Silver Spur. Right, right, right. Well, I guess he's the voice of the Silver Spur because it's Doug Jones doing the body. Really? (laughs) I mean, I... I've seen the movie. I don't know if I've seen the entire movie, but I remember that Sir. I, and the movie's I'm called Rise of the Silver Surfer. Voice Silver Surfer is in fact. I know, in but <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to remember what his voice sounded like, and I can't remember. And at it was all. Lawrence Fishburne, so it probably sounded like this. What if I told you that I was silver and also I surf? <laughs> probably sounded like Lawrence Fishburne. Anyway, I have got to go, but I will talk to everybody in a fortnight. Alright. Hey. Night. Oh, wait, did I stop? Oh, I didn't stop recording. God damn it.